Okay, welcome to not the only Kids in the Hall podcast, the podcast where we talk about episodes of Kids in the Hall. This is our this is our episode where we're covering the season finale of season one of the uh, Kids in the Hall. Wow, uh, we've come course, such a long Jared way, Emick. Nick. Yeah, that's me. Sorry, I'll shut up. Go ahead, say my name. No, oh, I okay. just did. It's okay, Jared Emick. Say yep. his name. Uh, say my name. <laughs> and that, of course, is Heisenberg. Renee Lutkin. Oh, hey, Heisenberg, Breaking Bad. Remember when everybody was watching Breaking Bad? Sure. I never watched it. Okay. Oh, it was well, okay. all right. Well, puts a damper on that whole tangent. I'm sorry. There are some shows that I actually think to myself, you know, I'm going to watch this one day when I'm old and in the hospital yeah. bed and I have nothing else oh, going on. Them. I'm saving it. I'm saving it for my deathbed, basically. You want to um, die to, like, the backlog? Like your backlog? Well, I hope that I die after the final episode. It would, <laughs> otherwise, I'm going to be taking a lot of unanswered questions to the grave, you know? Right. So. Right. right. That's a good point. What, what what show are you saving for death? Um, that and Lost is on my oh, list. Oh, Lost. That's a good death. Yes. I mean, that's actually kind of perfect that's to die to. That's a death show. Yeah. I mean, if I'm, watching Lost. Lost, if I'm watching Lost, I definitely think I'm going to be dying soon. So keep an eye out for that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, hey, we're also joined today by a very funny comedian who used to appear on uh, UCB's Mod Night with Jared Emick. Yes. Uh, you can listen to their new album on Spotify and Apple Music and follow them on Instagram at Gay Mouseki. Uh Their name is Jay Mouseki. Jay, how are you doing? Hi, everybody. Hey, Jay. There's no, hey, there's, Jay. <laughs> uh, it's, it's weird to enter a room without any applause now. You know, um, <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool to set up a, a little like time. applause <laughs> bot, you know, and then when you walk into the room, it just like claps for you. <laughs> I bet my that doesn't I sound my, sad at uh, all. <laughs> my Amazon Echo could probably do that, right? Can it? Just set it up to where it hears me walking into a room and it, it, it applauds. Just I like bet. an um, machine. That'd be cool. I'm next to a, I'm next to one. Should I see what Alexa play applause for me? Okay. Here's applause. <laughs> you can't I hear that. Really it worked. Hoping, I, I was really hoping that they Alexa, that stop. Alexa started playing "Applause" by Lady Gaga. Yeah, oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, well, Jay, we asked you to watch the season finale of, of season one of Kids in the Hall. Have you? Did you? Is did this you a, your first time watching Kids in the Hall? Or, it's yeah, not did my, you do it? It's, I, yeah, I did do the homework. I did. I, um, I'm a, you know, a straight-A student. I, always, I was the teacher's pet in high school, so I always do my homework. Um, I, was, I, I have watched episodes of Kids in the Hall, but I was not a, like a fan. Like, I was watching it going like, yeah, I remember seeing some of, you know, some sketches by these folks, but like, I was not a, a fan fan, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, did, did, uh, did you enjoy, I guess we'll get to that. I don't know why, yeah. <laughs> why I'm asking if you enjoy it, but, but I guess tell us a little bit about your own history as like a sketch performer and, and writer, I guess. I, I know yeah. you also wrote your, some. Like what are your influences did, did, or anything you grew up with or oh whatever? Oh my gosh, everything, my influences. Everything. Everything. I'll go, yeah, I'll just, I'm going to start. <laughs> well, first of all, I mean, I had, I had uh, a fantastic time on Mod with Jared. Jared wrote one of Same my favorite season. sketches, which was literally like the first sketch I ever did. The first time we ever did one, <laughs> Angel, Me too. Angel yeah. Devil Todd. Um, and it's like, it's one of my favorites. Basically, 
it's like um, taking this, like a guy trying to procrastinate or, you know, deciding between two things, whether it's the angel or the devil on your shoulder. But like we introduced a third option and his name was Todd. And he was just basically the voice of procrastination and like, you don't have to do anything. Um, and it was perfect. And it was so fun to watch. So that was, that was the beginning. Jared. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. A big much. fan now, of Jared in the room. <laughs> I got to say, it was, uh, yeah, this is great. If we could talk more about how great I am. Um, <laughs> I feel like it was probably the best mod sketch I ever wrote. <laughs> and Your it was first sketch? My first one. And I don't know if that's yeah. good or bad. Probably bad. I don't know. Sounds I got bad. worse over time. Yeah. But I mean, uh, <laughs> God, that was such a fun first show that we had, uh, yeah. our team, Pretty Boys. And, um, yeah, God, I really like that sketch, and I don't know. Yeah. I just wish I, I – sometimes sketches like that make me miss UCB, and then yeah. I guess I remember oh, everything else. for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's, no, I, I, I still miss UCB. I do, too. I yeah. do, too. Um, it's, it was so – it's now doing shows. I mean, with maybe it's just COVID or whatever, but the biggest problem is like, well, where the fuck am I going to do it? I, I, I found like I, I took it for granted that we had that stage to put up so much stuff. And, uh, it's true. Yeah, it's true. We did have that. Too. Yeah, but I will say also, um, just to bring it back to me, um, <laughs> it like, <laughs> like looking at what I'm doing now, which is mostly what I do is I do a character, you know, every once in a while. But I think uh, I got very exhausted <laughs> after a year in the pandemic, and I really focused on music, which is like my my first love and always has been my first love. Um, I love comedy. And so once I left Maud, um, I kind of like realized that those I could put those two things together. I could learn all those things that I learned on Maud. It, it did feel almost like college, you know, like I felt like I learned a lot of stuff and I was able to then like put it to something more. I felt like once I left, I grew as an artist, um, as, as a comedian. Um, and that, I don't know, that's, that's, what's really important. So, um, I, yeah, I agree I, with you. I mean, I feel like you tried to, we, we had a bunch of musical sketches on mod and it was always so fun to do those and to take advantage of, of you and, and anybody else who was able to kind of do that and sing and, and, and sometimes even dance at certain sketches. It was always so oh fun. My gosh, yeah. And then, yeah, I remember seeing you, uh, do a bunch of like character pieces and stuff afterwards and just seeing you on shows after that, that, that team was over and you, you are so good at that, Jay. You're so good oh. at <laughs> coming up with parody songs and just doing, I saw the one you did with glow recently, the baby it's called outside oh. parody. That was so funny. And Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm always yeah, so that's impressed. The, when that's someone's the newest able song. To... Everyone go stream that one. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a title other than baby it's called outside? No, but the, we put in parentheses like Goss is hot. Cause the whole premise is like, Instead of us, we're just we just keep getting each other to to not leave with more goss. Like we've got gossip about our friends, right. and that's <laughs> that's sort of what stops us from leaving. Yes. So you mentioned your new album on Spotify and Apple Music. Is it um, is it like comedic? Com- yeah, comedy songs. It's all comedy. Basically, what happened was I was getting ready for as as every comedian does puts puts together their SNL tape um, or their SNL packet. Um, and I was with my producer and we were just going through, I was like, oh yeah, I'd like to do three songs uh, and then, you know, characters in between. And uh, we were going through all the songs that we had done together 
over the last like two years, basically. And there were, I, there were, there were like 15 songs that we had never released or like, you know, just never put up. Like it was something that was like, ah, yeah, we did it. It was great. And, you know, put it on the back burner burner. So um, we, I was like, let's just do them. Let's just release them. Let's polish them and just, I'll put an album out. Um, so I called it song dump, like a photo dump, but you know, <laughs> kind of like um, just all these like, random songs. It's very fun. Um, and it was fun to kind of go back and also look at like, oh, this is where we were in the pandemic when I wrote this song. And this was, you know, mm. pre-pandemic clearly uh, when I wrote this song, so. It was just like a song about kissing strangers. <laughs> um. Yeah, more than kissing, but sure, yeah. <laughs> I wish, yeah. I wish. I've seen a solo show. It's it's way more than kissing. <laughs> oh, my God. I've never well, been hornier in of... my life. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> speaking of music, why don't we see what was at the top of the music charts? Mm. Uh, Nick, you're a master of transitions. Uh, segue, yeah. coming. I love it. <laughs> love it. This episode of Kids in the Hall was released. And of course, this episode was released on May 15th, 1990. Number one at the box office was Bird on a Wire. Have you guys ever seen that movie? No. No. no, it is. no. no. It sounds okay. no, like no Man on a Wire. Is it like that? Because I've seen that. But that's a man. Yeah, is it like man on a wire, but it's a bird? <laughs> is it a bird crossing <laughs> a building? <laughs> the treacherous journey for a bird from building to building? I think it's the animated version of man on a wire, if I understand correctly. Mm-hmm. And, but anyway, let's let's play. Uh, what? That's insane. Let's play number one on the U.S. charts. I, we finally got a Madonna song. It's Vogue. Well, Madonna. it's because I'm here. Her? How yeah. appropriate. <laughs> Are you a one big the, Madonna fan, One Jay? of the bigger Madonna fans I know. I know, and you know, I, I feel like it's something that can get you canceled these days, but I don't fucking care. Is Why, it? because she's so hot on Instagram? <laughs> I don't know. You know, sometimes I think about like, you know, it's so unpopular to like her and it's very popular to hate her. And then I'm like, that's sort of always been the story with Madonna. Like, yeah. always I almost feel like you saying this should hates. be the real intro on the, on this song. <laughs> look you could love her you could hate her but she's madonna she always will be and then it kicks in (laughs) the song is a long intro i gotta say we've been listening to it for a really long long. time yeah i don't know if we can fill this time there we go there we go yeah this song definitely feels like 1990 to me yes yeah i remember watching this on mtv as a very young boy and, uh, Were you touching yourself? <laughs> Were you yeah, I was a very thing? young boy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Amaya, Amaya, I was a young boy. I was a young boy. Um, the so, first yeah. time I, I remember noticing Madonna was Ray of Light. Was that later in the 90s? That's really like late. That, oh, I yeah, feel like later. when that music yeah. video came out, I missed it, I guess. I'm, in, I'm a dork. But, I, but I, when I saw it on MTV, world changed. Huge Madonna fan ever since that moment. What, we always like to take a look at the Canadian charts too. Number one, Canada, Sinead O'Connor, nothing compares uh, to you. We've heard this one a few Classic. Times. We always come back yeah. to this. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this a Boy George song? It's a Prince, Prince. song. Oh my gosh. Can we erase what I just said? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone gets to edit out one thing. That could be yours. <laughs> You used you know, yours, yeah, yours you up really early has, in the show. So. <laughs> it has Watch a, what you say from here on out. 
<laughs> it has a two and a U. The, the number two and the, right. and the letter U. That's how you can tell it's a Prince song. Yeah, um, he loves numbers and symbols. That's his thing. That's how I'll remember But Prince. speaking of musical comedy, uh, we started this episode <laughs> out with a musical comedy sketch, mm-hmm. I guess. Right? I suppose. I guess, I I guess technically. I guess you, yeah. could, you could say that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> with a musical sketch, I guess you could say. Let's listen to a little bit of the beginning of the sketch called Fat Man. Why doesn't the fat man turn the lights on low, get his ass up off the floor, and go and mind the store? But tell me what is the fat man doing across the road? He's chewing on his toes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Why are you pausing this... in this frame? <laughs> yeah, I don't think Nick horrible. wants to watch this part again. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys ever, do you ever bite your toenails? Is that something no. you guys do? It never occurred to me. That seems like such an effort to, to, to get down there. Uh, <laughs> no. no, no, I haven't. Fingernails, I guess, maybe, but not toenails. So I'm going to go ahead it. and admit it. I'm going to admit it. Please. I've done it. Yeah. Wonderful. I've done it. And it's just it's the same gross. way this guy's doing it here? Sort I just of, don't yeah. think I'm flexible enough. <laughs> I've done plenty of disgusting things, but I think for me to like make the effort to do this, it's not in my body easily. <laughs> I've always been flexible, and I attribute that to starting doing yoga since I was 12 years old because wow. of Madonna. Wow. Because of wow. Madonna. Some of the oh, some of the unspoken dangers of both circle. yoga and Madonna is that you circle. end up sucking your own feet. I never thought this man <laughs> sucking his toes would be connected to Madonna, but he was. I, hey, if you want me to try to pull everything back to Madonna the rest of right. this episode, I'm happy to try to do that. Challenge accepted. <laughs> this this sketch, I, when I was watching this, I was like, those are obviously not his feet. And I was just imagining what it would be like to be the person paid to get this guy to suck on your feet for oh, kids and all. interesting. I guess you're obviously right now that i'm looking at it i didn't even put that together i'm thinking like like, yeah it's someone else's it's probably one of their toes or something but i i god i I, when i was watching it in real time i thought wow and i was kind of impressed now i'm mad some trick photography this is like uh some some hobbit shit and uh, you know cgi to the props to the line producer who made sure to put the pajama bottoms on the foot guy and the pajama tops on the, you know, guy through the, that's sucking his toes. It's very well done. The, this okay. sketch to me felt like uh, just, they were like they like the kind of song you just make up when you're walking around the house and you're singing a little song to yourself. That's right. And then they said, hey, we have to fill 20 episodes of our sketch show. <laughs> that's a sketch now. <laughs> yes, it I very much wanna... felt like, go ahead, my man, yeah. Oh, I was just going to point out how at the end of the sketch they have... It's like a very slapsticky sketch, and at the end they have this fire um, extinguisher and like a little mm-hmm. fire thing. In the last episode we saw, I'm sorry, Jay didn't see it, but they also had this fire thing, and I kind of was like, oh, they're trying to make the most out of the prop that they spent a lot of money on, <laughs> just this fire I, extinguisher. I know, it felt so half-assed from like the song that Nick mentioned of just like, what's the fat man doing? <laughs> and then just like very <laughs> bu- kind of bullshit around that. And then I agree, the fire thing kind of completed the whole half-assed tone for me. Like, 
what was that? What was that part of the joke at all? That there was a fire and then like McKitty just starts blasting the extinguisher and kind of like breaks at the end, which is odd for them. You don't know, even at the end of a sketch, I feel like you don't see them kind of smirking or whatever, walking off like SNL or something. But here, if you notice, I didn't notice that. Yeah, he starts kind of like, I don't know if you could argue it's in character, but it looks like he's clearly just like fucking with the fire extinguisher. And I just thought to well, myself, like, what, how is this an ending? I don't. Well, Jay, <laughs> you're you're a weird. Jay, you're a musical comedian. How did you? What did, how do you think the song? What did you think of the song? <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, it's it's so fascinating to. Um, I actually think it, I believe Jared just said it. It's like it sounds like something you're just like humming to yourself uh, yeah. around the house, and I think that's exactly uh, how it felt. Um, I, I don't know. It's interesting to watch a show like this, um, after so long, like we're, we're I mean, this is, what was this? 1990 we said, um, yeah. 31 years ago. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> I wonder if when I first saw it, if I would have laughed a little bit harder because I would have been, you know, under the age of 10. Um, <laughs> but like watching it now, I'm like, why are we? Why are we making a song about a fat man? Like, this is some light yeah. fat shaming to start off our sketch show. It's <laughs> like, yeah. like just, the mildest. Gentle fat shaming. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the first time either. And it's like, I, I, I'll admit that I I laughed at the guy sucking his toes. I mean, how could you not? Well, the visual uh, is Right. Exactly. And then, but otherwise, the whole time, I'm thinking, like, all right, okay. But it's also, all like, right, it's not right. really him being fat that is, like, interesting about his behavior, you know? Right, <laughs> like, not at like, all. Like, him being fat is sort of irrelevant to what yeah. he is doing, in a way. Do we think it <laughs> would have like... been maybe funnier if the song was, like, the men's going to suck his toes, and it was just about that the whole time? Or would that... I don't know. I think it would have been stranger, but I feel like the only reason they're mentioning he's fat is because fat people are like historically seen as inherently comical, you know, like they're just treated as though that's funny when it's really like comical and also slovenly, right? Slovenly or gross or whatever. And he's doing this gross thing. So I think it's intended as emphasis. His weight (laughs) is part of the toe sucking in a way. Yeah, I, I think suppose. so. I suppose. Yeah. Did you guys notice I saw at the end it said special guest writer Quentin Tarantino? <laughs> what? Okay, I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> I laughed oh, yeah, at it. You right. told a joke and I laughed. What was the <laughs> He um, is a total fan. Quentin Tarantino, he is, and he is a Kids in the Hall fan, apparently. Oh. He, uh, he became tracks. one yeah, after he, he saw this episode. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, told, I think I told that story in, in one of the ones that was just me and Jared, uh, where uh, Tarantino cornered one of the kids in the hall and said, that's right. hey, that sketch about the bank robbery, that's, uh, that was a Reservoir Dogs parody, right? And they were like, yeah. He was a, <laughs> he'd seen it. Anyway, let's move on to, well, first, I guess we got to ask Jay, what do you think of the uh, of this uh, the song, the intro? Oh, I mean, perfect. Just great. Yeah. So 90s. I love a 90s intro, you know? Yeah. Nick Um, loves it. He always wants the guests to agree, and I'm glad it happened. And often they do. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Often they do. I feel like I'm. Let's watch a little bit of. Let's watch a little bit of this uh, sketch called How We Met. Hey, maybe you better give the kids (laughs) their privacy. Touche. You know what's really weird here is that we've known you two now for what is it three years yeah, yeah i guess and so we've never been told how you met oh 
Yeah. Well, actually, we met quite by accident mm -hmm. at a food eating contest. What? <laughs> well, geez, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't usually go to places like that. Well, me either. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll pause it there. Yeah, so I, I think it was just like uh, kind of riffing on the idea of what's like the most unromantic place to meet your your wife or your husband. Is that, is that, do you think that's kind of a, the the premise or the uh, the game? I guess it could be. Yeah, God, I, <laughs> I think love, I watched it. I really it. like this one. Um, so many good details. I thought Scott Thompson's hair before they get to the pie contest is really funny. Um, yeah, the the uh, the the ponytail wig. Oh. And just the dumb, like I, I am, I'm a sucker for like just kind of inane like banter at the beginning of a sketch. They had some great stuff where they said uh, they're making a toast, and he says this land was built on toasts, and he goes, "Is that the toast?" <laughs> and they all start yeah, laughing. I actually also I also read about that. I was like, it's very real first toast. Like they play it very real yes, at the top. it's so fun. They imitate reality very well in that moment, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, everything from Gunther to, uh, you know, everybody just shoving their pace, their faces into pies. That's, that's I mean, right. There's her, a lot to her, laugh at here. Because she, she was at the pie-eating pie contest with her fiancé, Gunther, <laughs> who was a proofreader, so, of course, he was under a lot of pressure. Nick, <laughs> I, I wrote this part down. I, I, I just... Please, please indulge me for a second, because I, I laughed out loud, and I, I, it's my favorite, maybe, moment of the episode. It says, I was there with my fiancé, Gunther. He was a proofreader, so understandably he was under a lot of pressure. Pie-eating is what he did to unwind. You know, just let his hair down and consume. <laughs> so funny. Oh, man, that yes. is great. Uh, and then Gunther died. Gun at the end, Gunther, they reveal Gunther is dead, right? <laughs> he went back to the old country right. and died. <laughs> yeah, just... Uh, a lot of great and we should say here. they flash back to to the actual pie eating contest, and we mm -hmm. see footage. Of them well, that's the sketch. Going crazy yeah. eating pies. Yeah, I gotta say they had uh, a lot of chemistry. I feel Kevin McDonald and Bruce <laughs> McCullough. Like I really <laughs> felt a vibe there. <laughs> it was yeah. good. Was this the first uh, uh, Kith on Kith kiss? That was hard to say, but I said it. Uh, like uh, sketch, you know, members of these troops kissing each other. Because I, I, I feel like. Yeah, the audience really reacted Yeah, they, they went crazy for it. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's very, that's a common issue with a lot of like sketch comedy where like people like freak out when two men who are considered to be straight kiss. It's like so <laughs> Especially ridiculous. the 90s. Especially yeah. in the 90s. Uh, I mean, it's, it's always fun to watch audiences you know react to that i i'm sure it's i'm sure there are people that would say it's homophobic that it's transphobic but as a performer who has done it a number of times i fucking love the laugh i don't care i don't care i love that perspective i do feel like the kiss that um scott thompson and mark mckinney share feels so natural comparatively <laughs> like they kind of kiss at the end and it's like they seem like a real couple also, well, the also... detail that they met at a public hanging, I found very, very funny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was the like... button, wasn't it? That was yes. like the button. Yeah, because yes. that, that, like, tops. That's the only thing in the tops fighting contest. Yeah. And on the kissing, they had this great moment where McCullough, like, McDonald goes in for a kiss towards the end, and then, like, he oh, turns yes. away, and McDonald kind of, like, nuzzles his shoulder. 
I think they tried to make that funny. laugh, but nobody laughed. I don't yeah, know. it really. I agree. It deserved they, a bigger they laugh. That they weren't kissing. They weren't kissing. They needed right. to be kissing. <laughs> they want to see him kiss. Yeah. If they had only kissed. It's not funny unless they kiss and I can touch myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all agree that one was good. Let's watch a little bit of this first 30 Helens agree. 30 Helens agree. There's a time and a place to show photos of your children. <laughs> They'll stop an evening dead. Rini Allen will show hers at the drop of a hat. <laughs> have you guys, I, I guess I just, because we talked about 30 Helens so much, I guess I just wanted to ask you guys, do you have this problem with people showing you photos of their children? No, I feel like both Facebook and Instagram are like a val a pressure valve on that, you know, like they're just making yeah. everybody look. So I just That's... mute people once they have a kid. That's basically <laughs> what I do. <laughs> that's funny. I never thought about that. I guess that's true. That that stopped that. Wallet photos, those are gone now. People don't have those. Well, while, yeah, wallet photos are for sure gone, but it's so much easier to pull out your phone and show people photos. Oh, I, see. I do that with my dog a lot. And I feel like people don't like that <laughs> when I when I say you guys want to see pictures of my dog and I the only person I haven't um, muted who shows kids, uh, pictures of their kids is Madonna, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for admitting that you mute people who have kids, though. I appreciate Oh, yeah. You are not alone, my friend. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't care. This Actually, it's, got, it's gotten so much better since I'm not, I'm not on Facebook anymore. I just don't go on it. I think I still have an account. But, like, you know. I, I only go on Instagram and really none of those people have kids. <laughs> Is Madonna still having kids or are these old kids? She, she goes to other countries and adopts them, which is some many people oh. about her, um, which, okay. whatever. Uh, <laughs> but she does have a well, lot Jay, of children you... that she's adopted. Oh, okay. And really, Jay, have you seen these 30 Helen sketches before? I have are never. You, and I will tell you, I... I laughed so hard at this. I think I rewatched it. Like I rewound it. It was I. Uh, I there's just nothing more perfect. Like it's so clear right at the front. Like what we're going to see. They say it, and then we see the thirty Helens, and they all agree on something, and then they just repeat the joke. It's perfect. It's perfect comedy. <laughs> we this is a, absolutely I this... agree. I mean, this is yeah. Yeah, we it, love them. As Nick was saying, is about to say, I, this four is of a us recurring agree. bit. <laughs> The four, yeah. the four podcasters great. agree. Um, I think no, this is this, the last time the we're going to see them. Oh, no, no, they come at the end of the episode, Nick. No, right. I mean, no, but, but he I mean, means forever. This episode. Like, oh, forever? No. That's awful news. I, I think they were only in season one. Yeah. Oh, that's that's just, but that's just, I know that just by doing a search on you know, Apple F on the Wikipedia page for the kids in the hall. So maybe well, they do come in. This easily, easily is their best recurring bit so far. I mean, I haven't watched any other episodes other than the ones we've covered on the podcast, but man, is this a good sketch? And uh, yeah, Jay, I mean, we love it every time. I mean, I was going to kind of talk a little bit about how it compared to the other Helens. It, it, it wasn't my favorite, but I would just feel like a jerk now. I don't want to do that. I mean, it's Helens are great. I, I love the Helens. I had never I did, seen I any of the this, other so Helens, I, so it's the best. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Just well, that field. I mean, God, I, I they. You think they shot them all? They shot them all in one go. They, they, they must. We have... kept meaning to like. We kept meaning to check their wardrobe to see if that changes at all. Yeah. I don't think. I, I, I couldn't know, imagine I they sh they got thirty Helens out in the field twice. But if they did, kudos. <laughs> I mean, what a job! Unbelievable. 
We gotta ask. All right, let's Alex. watch. The... Right, sorry, go ahead. Alex, who? Estrada. <laughs> oh, right. He had the producer about. notes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's watch a little bit from Bank People. Can you believe I work in a bank? <laughs> Me in a bank? Does that sound <laughs> fucked or what? <laughs> like it's all this involved, convoluted bank bullshit, you know? I.e., I gotta wear a tie. But you know me, right? I wear a tie like, that's a little crazy, like this piano keys tie. <laughs> so when people walk in, it's like, whoa, whoa what's he doing in a bank? Um, yeah, I, I just thought this is a great little monologue from, from Bruce. Uh, kind of like, I mean, he's always uh, shit, shitting on working people <laughs> and like uh, kind of criticizing them for just uh going to their job every day uh, in a kind of a sarcastic way i've never uh, heard you like criticize bruce McCullough in this way nick are you no, talking no, he's not criticizing i'm not criticizing him oh. <laughs> I, I i like that he does that <laughs> <laughs> i i identify with the sketch a lot i mean i feel like anybody who has a day job with something else that they're pursuing you know automatically starts to really kind of hate and and and, and really get worked up about the fact that they still have to do the J job. And I just feel like it, it, it makes fun of that so well. It's like, it just illustrates like no one cares <laughs> about why you don't want to be at your day job. Like you're either there or you're not. And to complain about it makes you sound so stupid. And I love obviously when the club lights come on and fuck the bank, fuck the bank. I, I thought that was so what, funny. I, uh, you know, yeah, please, Jay. You what think? is the line there? I, I didn't write it down like an idiot, but can we play a little bit of the song? Because there's something he says that makes me laugh so hard in it. Some nights I go crazy. Some nights I get crazy. I'm the king of the clubs. I move back and forth. Hey, cuz, how you doing, man? Fuck the bank I work for. Fuck the bank. Hey, man, nice hair in England. Fuck the bank I work for. Oh my god, this couldn't be a Pet Shop Boys song. Like, I want to hear the reason. Fuck the bank I work in. Fuck the bank. Fuck the bank I work in. Fuck the bank. It's so good. It's so good. And I this also tell people all the for the music criticism. This is one I feel like they could work, could, work, uh, could work today, I think. Uh, Absolutely. Like, I could see this being on stage and people loving it, you know? I tell people all the no, time, you can't like, say that about every sketch. that it's going to be impressive. Like, yeah, I hate my job. Like, yeah, I got to do it. But, like, it's, <laughs> you know, it's the worst. Like, I, so I've been writing a lot of comedy. Oh, and I had to do some other shit. Like, it's dumb. As if that gets me street cred or something. I don't know. It's so <laughs> well. I just love the gist of the sketch. I love the game of the sketch. I guess it's I guess it's nine to five rebel or something. Would that be an accurate way to describe this game? Maybe. Yeah. 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 And but, I like uh, uh, I like the the Bruce McCullough's hair here too. And the funny, saying, he looks one, really hot one earring, sketch, one earring, a piano tie, and absurd hair. It's perfect. he's got like a TikTok look to him. I think. In yes. This. He does. Yes. He's like normcore, one earring. Fucked up the hair, hair. Is, is pretty modern, right? Like, I feel like people yeah. have this hair. Well, I feel today. like we're in like the 90s redo, so that's why yeah. that's true. Uh, and I, he is wearing lip gloss, which I support fully, <laughs> you know, like you can see that shine, that shimmer. Yes, Absolutely. at one point, he's complaining about uh, I guess a woman he works with, and he goes, Haha, I'll eat pancakes on her grave. Fuck the bang. <laughs> <laughs> 
so just like just just wonderfully wild and unhinged. He, Bacala, again, love his solo pieces so much. Uh, well, let's move on to a duo piece. Uh, two guys that we've seen before. Two, uh, two guys that everybody hates. Uh, what, do, what do we call them? I, that's like I uh, they, that, that is their 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 catchphrase, Jay. Every, everybody hates us. It yeah, like, it uh, was fun let's... to watch. It was fun to watch because, like I said, I mean, I've never seen this sketch before. It was definitely fun to watch the audience react. Yes. And me be able to identify like, oh, this is a sketch that we've seen before, clearly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's listen to a little bit from the, big, from the middle of sketch, I guess, called Double Date. <laughs> no, really, I'm having an okay time. I was just wondering when the other girl was coming. What other girl? <laughs> this is a double date, right? Well, there's two of us. You see, when my friend Iris set up this date, I just assumed that there would be two women involved. In fact, I was sort of hoping to see Iris here. Oh, no. Iris would never go out with us. She doesn't like us. She lands her square in the lap of the majority. Amen, brother. Yeah, just a very quiet sketch (laughs) Sketch Mm -hmm. from the audience, I feel like. Uh, Mm -hmm. Jay, how did you, what did you think of these two characters? I wanted to like it so much. I was like, there's something here. It's like, um, yeah. it's like when you uh, have a, just going back to like being on mod, like when you are going into like dress rehearsals and you're like, oh, or tech rehearsals is what it's called. Uh, uh, it, like, I, you're, I, I know this sketch is going to kill. It's going to murder. This is so <laughs> funny. Everybody's going to love this. Everyone on the team loves it. The director loves it. Like everybody's short. And you you get out and you drop that first game line and it's dead. Uh, <laughs> that is what yeah. watching this sketch was like. I was like, oh, they thought this was going to be really good and nothing, nothing. They keep trying with these two characters too. And, and it never, I feel like it never quite works. It's such a do weird you, thing Jay, because you... like the whole premise of it is like, these people Nobody suck and everyone this. hates them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Are <laughs> you going to ask Jay what, the, what he thought the premise was? Oh, no, no, no. I No, I, I was just laughing because, yeah, that's a good point. But I, what I was going to ask Jay was, do you have any, can you remember any sketches that you would, can reveal where that happened to you, where you came out and uh, Ooh. you thought it was well, going to be great in the opening line? Jared, did you write this one, the no shoes guy? <laughs> no, no. Uh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to put, yes. <laughs> I was just about to say, I didn't want to put him on blast, but yeah, no, that wasn't me. That was, that was, that was Jacob. Uh yeah. Um, well, no, that right. was one that, like you said, though, super funny to us. Like we were loving it in rehearsal. It was the premise of the sketch was um, I was like a guy in the office who didn't wear shoes. And um, I was like so proud of it. And I was like, that's my thing. No shoes guy. That's me. Um, and I would put my like naked foot on on this desk. And, you know, it was like some it was like this guy was like the new guy. And I was introducing myself to him and it was, everybody was laughing the whole time. And I was doing so much physical comedy with like my feet, um, which, you know, looking back, we're mostly on the floor the whole time. And so how are people (laughs) supposed to laugh at that? Um, But anyway. uh, A lot of foot (laughs) comedy behind a desk. I don't know why that didn't work. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, it was. Uh, it, 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 felt, it feels very kids in the hall, actually. Kind of just like a weirdo yeah. idea that we just followed because it made us laugh for some reason. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that'll happen. Um, this sketch, I don't know about this sketch. I mean, even to the, uh, like, there's a lot to complain about. I'll bring up the end. Waiter, check please is the actual ending. And it almost makes me think, like, is this one of these sketches that is bad on purpose or like it's ironic or something? Because like we've seen that before from them. And like, I don't know, to come out with check, please, for the for the blackout. And like, <laughs> I, lo- I don't the other know if that was I'd... such a cliche back then. Oh, know? was this it not? 30 okay. years ago. I don't, I don't know if people were like that well, the... kind of became a, a joke. The other yeah, I don't know people, I don't, I don't, I don't people I don't know. even know that. It's so yeah, corny. Like, but... It's kind of a corny like a uh, way to end an improv scene. Right. But. What, was that a thing back then? Maybe I mean, I feel like that was like a like a '60s and '70s sitcom line or something like that. Check, please. Maybe I'm. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I I'm. Know. I don't know. But the, I the, also, the, it's yeah. like it's telling to me that they use a real woman in this. You know what I mean? Because it's like ordinarily any female character is played by a member of Kids in the Hall and drag, right? And if like, they have lines, yeah. If they if have they no have lines, lines. <laughs> if they have no lines. But this woman is has lines. She's like their scene partner, and it's an yeah. actual woman. <laughs> <laughs> or you know and it's just like they're so nasty to her like they call her deaf and dumb like they just like they're just like such nasty unpleasant characters that and i almost feel so like they weird. picked a real woman on purpose to make it even nastier like it's just like <laughs> such a gross well scene. the deaf and really dumb thing it was off game to me too it's like i get the self-hatred yeah. but now they're just assholes like what yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i didn't get that at all well uh, i think it's i think it i think the part of it is that the self-hatred is earned because they are jerks they're just assholes too you know it's like everybody hates uh-huh. them for a reason which just makes it such a weird sketch to keep bringing back these people that everybody hates to, to get back to a maze point yeah. like they're ple- unpleasant people yeah i have to like watch sketches from them repeatedly uh just to kind of continue on this um just bringing up the the actress that they brought in whose name i'm looking up now is deborah Thieker, i believe um, wow, how'd you find that? IMDb. I just go, be, well, here's why is because I remember her in the movie A Mighty Wind, Christopher Guest's A yes. Mighty Wind. Yes. Oh, no way. She was in that? Yeah. She plays um, like the, you know, the, the guy that dies, his one of like his kids. There's the three kids and the Steinblum, whatever his name, the like the guy who's organizing it. And then there's the one brother who like, hates folk music and then this one is like super emotional and is like and she plays it she's so brilliant in that role like i laugh every time i see her um in that movie and she i i think because of that i was like she's really doing a a fantastic job in this sketch like of being like okay i'm not going to be rude but this is awful um, <laughs> I thought she, no, I thought she was a good actress. Oh, she did too, great. Yeah. Definitely yeah, one of the most robust performances by a real woman in this show yes. that we've seen. But my my point is, they gave her nothing, and she really hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, she embraces she, uh, like how shitty this date is. Like mm-hmm. you can feel it in her mannerisms. I'm looking mm-hmm. her up, and she was. Uh, she is obviously Canadian, and and from uh, she she. Uh, she uh, play, played in the uh, Toronto Second City. Comp- uh, you know, she was in Second City in Toronto. So I'm sure that's how they knew her. She was, and that's probably how she got cast in uh, A Mighty Wind. And she was also in Best in Show, apparently. She I, probably got this and was like, I can't believe this is my scene. 
like just having to like play the voice of reason in this horrible scene. They're, yeah, I mean they're probably like old friends. <laughs> they're probably old friends from Second City and for doing improv and, and sketch comedy together. And it's like, oh, great, I get to come yeah, and do she, this bullshit. She approached this the same way that um, Michael Caine approached doing the Muppets uh, Christmas Carol. <laughs> I just, I'm go- if you're gonna give me this shitty role, I'm going to. I am going. Shitty, wait, to wait, I'm wait lift, a second. I'm gonna wait lift a second, this. Wait a second. Michael Caine is Muppet, well, first sorry, of all, okay, Muppet Christmas Carol is great. Michael Caine is great in it. Jay, take I cover. Didn't, I didn't mean to say that. I didn't mean to say that. I didn't mean to say like, you know what? Sorry, I, that came out wrong. I do not say that. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. I just like the movie, and I think Michael it's Caine a great movie. We should do another yes. podcast just about that movie and for Saturday. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, no, I know this, what you mean, uh, though. Like, I think Michael Caine took that role very, very seriously. He's not playing it as a joke, and I don't think this woman is playing it as a joke either. Yeah. Uh, Which maybe is why, it, like, their cruelty to her and their, like, rudeness is that much more painful to watch in a way. You, you know? know, I just want to say we've been talking about the sketch for a while now, and we haven't mentioned that at one point Kevin McDonald pulls his liver out of his mouth. Oh, yeah. Everything about this is so fucking disgusting and repellent to me. I was so <laughs> grossed out by almost everything that happened we, in the sketch. We haven't brought up horrible. my favorite part of the sketch is when they start doing a magic trick, which is yeah. intentionally bad, not a but trick it's a on funny purpose. Magic trick. Well, right. The joke is that it's a bad trick, right? And they yeah. do the trick, and then the audience <laughs> applauds <laughs> as if it's like a good magic trick. They were like, like <laughs> confused by what they're watching, and I was, I was, I was confused by their confusion. I was like, why are they clapping? What is happening? It just felt like I don't know. Maybe a side effect of them like bombing a little bit in this sketch. The audience just like did not know how and when to react. <laughs> well, and yeah, and the, their audience. Uh, when they were doing these tapings, it was made up of like their their friends and family and fans. Like they have, a, they had a bunch of fans like in Toronto from doing their weekly sketch show, and that those were the kinds. Of, those were the people that made up the audience. So I probably gave them a lot of rope and were looking for a reason to cheer. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite part of the sketch, I think, is that the two of them, Dave and Kevin, were. Their, their drinks were these giant beer steins. <laughs> so they were just sipping out of these huge beers at the Stuffle Date, and they were like halfway through with them. I thought that was pretty funny. Classic prop <laughs> humor. Nick's favorite. Well, let's move on to Buddy is Canadian, the Buddy the Buddy Cole sketch. Um, Jay, have you were you familiar at all with Buddy Cole? Oh my gosh, yes. This is this is one that I've seen that comes out on like you, <laughs> it's a great maybe not this one. Yeah, but like uh oh, so good. I love it. Well, let's watch the the opening line from this one. <laughs> Show business is full. <laughs> of actors, singers, dancers, and models. And then there's me. Actor, singer, dancer, model, Canadian. Um, yeah, another classic Buddy Cole monologue. Just a lot of jokes about about Canada this time um and delivered in that kind of buddy Cole style I thought this was really funny yeah I thought it had Thoughts? a tighter a tighter game than most of the buddy Cole sketches like uh, this idea of that he's gay and Canadian 
was very funny and that he every single joke playing on that usually he kind of goes off and i don't know tell stories about kind of like interesting things that happened to him and i just That's appreciated true, yeah. the kind of rapid fire joke delivery and they're all the same type of jokes and very funny they got funnier and funnier i thought well, let me play another joke i, I marked down here that I, that I thought was pretty funny americans know as much about canada as straight people do about gays <laughs> <laughs> I think there's no place here. Americans arrive at the border with skis in July. <laughs> and straight people think that being gay is just a phase. I guess that was the end of that part. Um, yeah. There's a great uh, one where he's agent... saying that on his res- Oh, you're about to say it. Yeah, yeah. The other part, the other part I wanted, I, I, I didn't write down a timestamp, but yeah. My, on my resume, my agent told me to replace gay with blonde and Canadian with outdoorsy. <laughs> yeah, just funny. a lot of good jokes. <laughs> So good. I, this, I don't know. This is so, it's going back to like what we were saying earlier about watching this, knowing that it it was on in 1990. um, I just think it's fascinating that like to have a a gay character um, and for them to write a gay character where the punchline isn't him being gay. It's like, like a great example is the joke you just um, said, which is like, you know, everybody else is weird um right i'm not weird you know like i i'm the straight man in this in this role and i mean straight man by you know comedically (laughs) the straight man um i think it's just so good and so funny and like really well written and well performed so fun yeah this is a kind of scott thompson's signature character he still like does tours where he just kind of compiles a lot of buddy cole monologues and uh performs them there's there's um, one joke I didn't get. Uh, lucky I didn't blow my Pope's nose with that handkerchief. Do, 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 do you guys understand what that means? I didn't blow my Pope's nose. This, is this yeah. when he uh, took, this the, is, took uh, out the yes. Canadian flag? Yes, yes. Because um, it, sort of it, it was also kind of poking fun at the idea of uh, American patriotism, right? Mm-hmm. Versus Canadians not so much caring about, about their... Patriotism. Uh, I guess uh, let me watch this real quick and see if this is this is what you're talking. Hold in here, or is it just me? <laughs> Seem to be catching a bit of a chill. <laughs> it's like an even vibe. <laughs> oh, Jesus! Oh, that's better. Lucky I didn't blow my Pope's nose. <laughs> what does that mean? You think it's about his dick? Like, come. <laughs> That's, that's what it sounds As in like, but I don't know. I, <laughs> Ergo, I just, he came um, out the penis. <laughs> I just Had he mentioned the Pope's? Pope's nose? And what comes up is just that, like, it's a derogatory term meant to demean Catholics in England during the late 17th century. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought it might have been a Canadian-specific thing. Like, they yeah. have a different Pope, but... No, that makes no sense. And what you just said still kind of makes no sense to me. But uh, <laughs> whatever. I think my guess is the best guess. Even Yours <laughs> is. The cum. Yeah, I, I agree, May. I think cum is probably best. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, okay. You got it, Nick? I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 
that'd be funny if it seemed like you were just getting breaking news. It's like attention, breaking news. I I don't I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Sorry. <laughs> no, on, on so on Wikipedia, Pope's nose redirects to pygostal. It's a skeletal condition in which the final few caudal vertebrae are fused into a single ossification. Okay, I can't believe the... that's what he's referring to. It must <laughs> not be right. <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna Google Pope's nose and come and see what comes up. I I googled the Pope's nose and penis, and something very very specific came up. Like <laughs> that, I'm like, this can't be it. Oh, my computer. So okay. I mean, okay. I, I think he just mean. I, th- I I feel like it probably just means I didn't blow the Pope. And he threw in Pope's nose because that's Pope's nose is something. But yeah, it, it, I, I think he just means at least I didn't blow the Pope. Scott Thompson, you know, if you're listening to this, could you please write <laughs> in to us and uh, let us know what this is referring to at our best guess? You know who I bet knows um, what the Pope's nose is, is famed Catholic Madonna. I bet she <laughs> understands this joke. I bet right. she does. Oh, Jared left, and he's he's back now, though. He looks frozen to me. He he's went to go blow back. the Pope's nose. There he is, Jared. We I, didn't even realize you were gone. I I I get that a lot. Usually, when I leave a room, uh, no one really notices. But hey, I'm back. Sorry. Well, Alexa, we play applause. <laughs> <laughs> we we uh, didn't figure out. Do we do we get into this Buddy Holly? A little? Oh, okay, good. We'll just, so we'll just let, watch a little bit from this Buddy Holly sketch real quick. Okay. That's right. You're riding on the bus, dirt boy. You know what? You deserve the bus. Whereas I will be riding in style on the airplane. Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Yeah. Huh? I'm fucking Buddy Holly. That's who I am. <laughs> right now I'm on top of the fucking world. I'm so yeah, it's kind of just like what if Buddy Ollie was a jerk, right? Is, no, is the... I think it's like the setup to his death, where right. you're like, I, how yeah. did Buddy Ollie die? Yeah, I think right. He... But what if, yeah, what if uh, that's what I mean, right? What if Buddy Ollie was a jerk and then he died, and we and we all know he dies? Uh, oh, but, I think it's uh, yeah, his cocky on the night of his death. Yeah, I think it, that, yeah, that's a built-in part. Okay, of it, yeah. fine. I didn't put his Nick. Death I think in the... you should really involve the death in your description. Did you guys think it was weird that they didn't mention Richie Valens at all? They mentioned the Big Bopper. We see the Big Bopper, actually. And we see Buddy Holly, but no, no mention of Richie Valens, the other... Yes, he is. He's in there. Is Isn't he? he? Did they mention him? Yeah, that guy. He calls a slur. <laughs> Isn't that him? Oh, yeah. What, right. what an okay. unnecessary slur that was. <laughs> I know. Not and that, the audience not that didn't there like ever it either. Not that a necessary one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But it was yeah. like they swung too far. I actually laughed a lot when the reveal was that he was Buddy Holly. Because this is kind of a fucked up sketch where people would be like, it's too soon. You're making fun of this guy who died tragically. Whatever. But it's it's pretty funny and it works. But then when he starts like insulting that guy and he goes to the slur it's kind of like too much and you can almost feel the audience pull back as well (laughs) (laughs) like they're like oh okay relax buddy holly (laughs) i feel i feel um like i didn't get the full effect of this sketch because i knew when i started watching it that the name of the sketch was buddy holly so i watched it like oh there's Mm. buddy holly complaining about the flight whereas if i got that reveal (laughs) i think it would have made it funnier for me yeah the reveal did make me laugh and then there was downhill from there I agree completely. I mean, I really loved the beginning of 
where he says, uh, get out of my way, you fucking peasant. Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> now that's it. Carry my luggage for me. Why don't you fuck off and get in the bus with the other worms? So funny. <laughs> like, Very funny dialogue up top. And then, hmm. yeah, it didn't really live up to anything for me. I mean, I. Also, has anyone been watching Yellow Jackets? No, what is that? No, I wanted to, though. Is it good? You gotta, you gotta. But it's about a plane crash. So I've been talking a lot and thinking a lot about tiny plane crashes. Like, they're very common in smaller planes. So, relevant. Anyway. We're past here. Relevant. We're past here on this free stream of, of Kevin McDonald as Buddy Holly. Do you think, I, when I was watching, I think I was thinking, oh, they must have written the sketch because Kevin McDonald kind of looks like Buddy Holly, especially with those glasses. Hmm. Okay, yeah. moving on. He, he, I know. Well, I agree that he looks like him. Um, that's that's all I got. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, he does. He looks like him. Jay, how did the sketch work for you? Were you amused or not amused? You know, I got distracted because there's a Dixie Chick song uh, called "Lubbock or Leave It," and and the one of the lyrics is something like at the end it says, "I'm trying to find it." Buddy Holly came to see from Lubbock. Yeah, like when you, whereas you're getting on the plane, you see Buddy Holly's face. And for some reason, the entire sketch, I was like, God, I, it, it was one of those things where I was like so bored by it that my, my like brain just went and I was like, oh gosh, yeah, I really love that song. I should listen to that song. Actually, that whole album was really good. And then I just, for, you know, three or four minutes, just thought about that particular Dixie Chicks album or the chicks as they're known now. So I don't have much for this. I was kind of gotcha. thinking about La Bamba the whole time. Uh, that was like my favorite movie when I was a boy. It was one of those movies that I would watch every day. That and like Grease. La Bamba yeah, I watched Grease a lot too. I also felt like he was manhandling the monkey in a kind of a fucked up way. This I is forgot the most, about the monkey. This is the most wild animal yeah. we've seen on the show, I think. Well, so and, I don't think Kevin McDonald. I don't think Kevin McDonald. I don't think Kevin McDonald was touching the monkey at all. I think it was all a monkey handler because clearly we'll watch yeah. it real quick right here. Like we cut to close-ups of the I'm hands. Gonna let when he had knife and Rocky fly this plane. Yeah, it's all close. Hi, Rocky. <laughs> you want to fly the plane? Sure you do. Sure you do. You don't need any lessons. Come on. Let's fly this plane. The monkey's being like dra- dragged along. <laughs> yeah, it, I, yeah, it didn't look, it seemed like something that they wouldn't get away with today. Like, like, a stuffed, like, like a stuffed monkey would be funnier or something. Like, I just feel like. I don't think it'd be funnier, but I, I but I would think they would be able to. <laughs> Well, I think just having a monkey <laughs> just felt unnecessary. That that that's all. Um, yeah, it's yeah. always unnecessary to involve a wild animal in comedy. Just like leave them alone. If the sketch is not at all about it, you know, it's like it's such a kind of weird throwaway beat to be like, well, we better get a real monkey in here <laughs> and a monkey handler, and uh, for this half-hearted. Uh, Buddy Holly sketch. I did like the part where he said, "Like I have to go and influence bands from I don't know Liverpool, England." I thought that was. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, watch the the final uh, for Helens. final oh. thirty Helens, perhaps ever. Wow. Thirty Helens agree. There's no reason to pick your favorite Helen. <laughs> thirty Helens agree. A Helen is a Helen. Aww, they're waving goodbye there. Yeah. They're waving goodbye. I, I, I think it is the same group of Helens, uh, and These I think two, it was all shot at the same be, time. Yeah. 
And I don't think they, um, I don't think they changed costume at all. I like, I'm seeing some of these dresses. So good for them. Yeah. Um, Goodbye, Helen. Make, makes sense. Was I yeah, the only one who, who didn't really hear uh, a helot is a helot at first when they said it as a group? Like, a helot is a helot. No, like, I didn't hear either. Fuck? Yeah, I had no idea. I had to replay it like five times, but I was happy oh, once well, I understood they it. Say it. They say it at, at the, the end. end. At the end, yeah. But I was impatient and I, I didn't wait for the end. Um, That's... Okay, well, let's watch a little bit from Dr. Seuss's Bible real quick. And I didn't have a time code queued up, so we'll just watch the beginning here. And now, the Dr. Seuss Bible. <laughs> One day, God said, this is what I will do. I'll send down my son, I'll send him to you. <laughs> to clear up this humpity bumpity hullabaloo. His name will be Christ and he'll never wear shoes. His pals will all call him the King of the Jews. <laughs> So this feels like something that would have been very cutting edge 30 years ago, but doesn't feel that that uh, exciting today. Yeah, who hasn't seen a Dr. Seuss sketch at this point? It's like, yeah, I think I agree. It felt like almost sketch 101-ish to me. <laughs> the premise was so basic, but you know, it was well executed, and I did love the crucifixion beat. I thought that that was very funny. That whole machine and them doing the crucifixion it. machine. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that, yes. Yeah. That's that's a good idea. Yeah. Yes. Um, but otherwise, I don't know. It's almost like there's a bit of the same problem of real Doctor Seuss, where it's just like, yeah, you can rhyme anything with a made-up word <laughs> that you made to rhyme with the previous word. And I don't know. Wow, we like, have a Doctor Seuss hater here in the Doctor Seuss hater. Well, you know, <laughs> at least I didn't criticize Michael Caine in the Muppets movie that I really got you. Oh about. my God. Um, <laughs> see, I feel like Doctor Seuss had a lot of. I mean, he came up with the Grinch, the Grinch who stole Christmas, and uh, mm. that's a, that's a. They, I mean that whole that's that story this is actually has our been Christmas redone. episode. <laughs> um, We're recording this two days before Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve. So, what you, do you guys? Story. We all, do we all agree? Jay, what do you think of this one? Uh, so I, I, I mean, I, I want to be popular and just be like, you know, fine. It wasn't great, um, but you <laughs> know, what? listen, I'm a Madonna fan. I go against the grain. Um, I love it. I. I liked it. I thought it was very funny. I like. I was immediately on board. You're right. It's very one on one. I don't disagree with anything that y'all are saying, but I was tickled by it. I was like, "This is great. Wonderfully executed. Enjoyed it, start to finish." You know. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're you're all right. It wasn't anything groundbreaking, um, but I still enjoyed it so no, much. I think you're, I mean, you're right that it's like it's done really well, and like the sets are are really colorful and and cool looking, and and. Uh... And the the rhymes are 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 funny. They're, they're yeah, you could, those outfits you could tell they went all out on green screen. I mean, yeah, the production effort was was great. It was fun for like a finale. You could tell they thought, you know, usually they don't really, I don't, at least to me, they don't give too much thought to the running order in their sketches. Uh, we're often left thinking that was the last sketch, but this one felt like, oh, okay, it's the finale of a season. You know, they're going all out. They have these crazy costumes. And look, I mean, I like this way more than, say, the guys who hate themselves or even the Buddy Holly yeah. thing. It's like, you know, you could criticize it, but it's like sometimes when Kids in the Hall does a basic sketch, it's great because they often are so kind of trying to push away from any sort of standard format. 
um, that when they do it, you're like, oh, right, these guys are really, you know, skilled sketch comedians. They could obviously play out a premise like this well. And, you know, I agree with, with you, Jay. I mean, it's it's not my favorite because it's kind of straight a- ahead, but it's good. It's good. Um, I was going to say that this is the only sketch where Dave Foley really plays a big part in the whole show. This episode. Right? Yeah. Well, he plays well, the self-hatred guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Sorry. I was wrong. I just, like, kind of forget those guys. <laughs> the <laughs> hatred guys. They're so bad. <laughs> Sorry. But this was, when he appeared, I was like, oh, Dave Foley's here. I guess I was just, like, erasing Well, a great reveal memory. on those green gloves. That kind of really... Something about them. When he put those green gloves out, I kind of went, like, woo. They were very... The green gloves. <laughs> on, oh, on Foley right. in the sketch. Yeah. Uh, I don't think no, I noticed The audience them. didn't oh, react. Just... No, there was no reaction. I just... I don't know why I was so taken by them, considering there were other way crazier things in this sketch than one pair of solid green gloves. Uh, but I'm talking about it, and I'm wasting everyone's time, so let's move on. Um, should I read a little bit from the, the, the biography about this sketch? Please. I, I'm, I'm yeah. Through it. It oh, yeah. I, I'll just read this this paragraph here. So um, it, was an, it was an idea only Bruce could think of, says McDonald. Bruce wrote it up as a sketch for Dave, then all five of us jammed it out together. So they all kind of wrote it together. That's kind of cool. Uh, none of the Bible characters were played for last. All the comedy comes from Dave's Dr. Seuss. Uh, <laughs> it's, look at this character we're looking at. That's, that's really that. <laughs> this is very serious. Um, Scott, for the uh, listeners, Scott... there's possibly the most absurd possible character on the screen. <laughs> Countering it looks like that, that time that Bugs Bunny drew uh, Daffy Duck. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it gave him like a... An umbrella for a tail or whatever. Uh, anyway, okay, but but Scott played Jesus straight with real with a real empathy for the pain of crucifixion. Of course, since this is a Dr. Seuss story, the crucifixion nails are giant rainbow colors. Um, oh, so HBO had no problem showing the sketch, but some people at CBC found it shocking because after all, we were killing Christ on a comedy show. But to me, it's just like someone getting a pie in the face is always funny. Killing Jesus Christ and Dr. Seuss first just felt funny too. It's not blasphemous to me. And I bet that in the early 70s, way more teenagers turned on to Jesus Christ through Jesus Christ Superstar, Godspell, or George, George Harrison's My Sweet Lord. So there. Not sure. <laughs> that point is yeah, really... <laughs> is, was it blasphemous to show Jesus dying? Because, spoiler alert, that's what happened. <laughs> like, in real life, that's what happened. I don't, I don't, get, yeah. I don't get that. I guess he's saying that it's killing Jesus Christ uh, with all the Dr. Seuss shit is... is uh, might have been blasphemous but i mean they got they were able to air it i guess so so they got away with it um well hey that's this is the last sketch of the of the episode and the last sketch of season one uh jay did you what are your overall thoughts on this episode you know some hits some misses i did not realize it was the season finale um and i think that now that i know that it makes a lot of sense um Mm -hmm. I don't know, just knowing that, like, oh, okay, yeah. I bet a lot of these were, like, things that maybe they, like, were saving, and they were like, oh, yeah, I guess let's do that one now. Um, yeah, that's, definitely Dr. Seuss, I think. I got. Yeah. yeah. And they clearly uh, focused on bringing back a lot of recurring bits, like the self-hating guys, the Helens guys. Uh, Buddy Cole, of course. Buddy Cole, exactly. So they, yeah, absolutely. They knew it was the finale. Yeah, and I bet the Buddy Holly thing too was like something where they were thinking, 
oh, are we going to be able to get away get away with this? Let's put it, let's fuck it, let's put it in the season finale. Um, do you think you'll did, did you take anything from watching Kids in the Hall? Do you think this is did you get anything out of it that maybe like applies to your comedy? You could say no. Um, yeah, you, you also no. don't have to say positive stuff. Yeah, no, you definitely I, don't have to say um, positive. I would say I actually well with something that I, I, something that will stick with me is the diner the diner guy mm. because <laughs> you know the the way that that was musically done was just so simple it was so simple but it made me laugh so hard and like you know we all are kind of fall into this trap of like finding the funniest joke finding that you know how do I beat the pr- and sometimes like the especially in music sometimes it's just funny to repeat the stupid thing and mm-hmm. um and you don't always have to heighten everything so i i appreciated that um that bit of this that it you know to, to remind me to keep it simple sometimes man i love that i love that you were able to come up with an answer and it, yeah <laughs> it's yeah it's a great answer I love it. It if somebody answer. asked if somebody asked me that question, I would have been, oh, <laughs> I've just been lost. I wouldn't know what to say. Uh, so you were testing Jay? Well. Yeah, as a test. <laughs> Jay passed. <laughs> I, I usually like to ask people if like this, watching this made them think of anything about comedy that they hadn't in a while or that they want to share. Good or bad. Are you asking that or are you just... You just I am asking. I'm oh, asking. Okay. I mean, if anyone can answer, it's for Jay, but if anyone else wants to answer, please do. Uh, you know, I, the one thing I mean, that you kind of just I, did answer that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. I did. I did. But I feel like Nick was like leading to be positive. <laughs> okay, uh, never mind. I, I can give a negative thing. It's just sort of that, like, when I saw like produced by Lauren Michaels, I was like, oh, Jesus, all right, well, you know, <laughs> for, that man has built a career on a lot of bad shit. A lot of things that don't hit. Yes, a lot of things that really, really, really do hit, but mm-hmm. a lot of shit that does not hit. And somehow he's still allowed to be on TV, still allowed to. <laughs> so perseverance. I guess I'm going to put a positive spit on it. Sorry. But, that's okay. You know, that's good. Does teach you that perseverance and just like sticking around and doing your shit is like, you know, I don't know. I know. I also believe that perseverance often um, outweighs talents at times. So. <laughs> Uh, Let's hope so. I'm sticking to that philosophy. But then I'm, I'm hoping that works out for me. Just keep fucking doing it. I'm gonna be so like that old rapping grandma. Down. That's my plan. I'm gonna <laughs> like start auditioning when I'm 75, and be like, "Isn't it funny that I'm old and I rap?" And yeah, just you know, start rapping now, and then eventually. <laughs> what the fuck? No, I'm like when you're grandma age, then you'll be oh, really you're good. Right. At it. I'll, it actually won't even be funny. I'll just be really good at it by then. <laughs> I'm with That's Nick. You might as well start rapping serious. now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jared, it's time for you to sing a, a song. Speaking of musical comedy, oh yes, a, a famous song that you sing in every episode. It's very famous. <clears throat> it's the sketch of the app. It's the sketch of the app. Come on down. It's the sketch of the app. <laughs> so, Jay, this is a section of the show where we each say Thank what our favorite laughing. sketch of the episode our was. No, that was good. I like it. You mm-hmm. know, you, you kept it simple. That's right. That's true. I didn't try yeah. too hard. I just did something simple and bad. I think you said four <laughs> words in the whole song. Over and over. <laughs> and I added a little dance because I figured, well, this is starting to get stale. So maybe if I do something none of the listeners will see, it'll spice it up. Um, what did you guys like the most in this episode? What's your sketch of the app? 
Mine is Bank People. Bank People. The uh, the Bruce McCullough monologue. Yeah. Uh, close between close tie between that one and and, and the uh, Buddy Cole monologue, but uh, Bank People, I think overall I liked better. Uh, just a, f- a funny monologue and uh, the the break, the uh, disco breakdowns were were a good a good way to break up the sketch. Yeah, this one was tough for me. I I loved um, the pie contest sketch, you know, and oh, right, I, and I yeah. loved the McCullough monologue, and I loved the Buddy Cole sketch. Um, you know, part of me wants to give the nod to Buddy Cole over the uh, McCullough monologue only because it felt like every joke hit. It it was just kind of longer and more fully realized, and like McCullough was great, but it was just kind of such a you know I don't know if it was maybe a minute or a minute and a half long, and it was almost verged on like a blackout, I guess. Uh, eh, Maybe not blackout, but whatever. I think I would have to go with the pie contest. And I I, I just felt like it was so, the beginning was so funny, the middle was so funny, um, and the end was so funny. And those are the three parts to most sketches. They have beginning, middles, and ends. Um, Yeah, just so every visual, so so well directed. I also really appreciate um, when they blend live elements and filmed elements. And sometimes it feels kind of tacked on, like they're in a separate universe. But this felt very natural, just to have that set up front to go into the dream sequence of the pie eating contest, and then they come out of it. You felt like you were just watching. I didn't. I wasn't bumped by that at all. And uh, I I liked every part of that sketch. So I'm gonna go with that one. Bank people, two minutes and 40 seconds. Good length for a monologue, in my opinion. But I guess Jared and I have different opinions on that. You're totally right. Uh, I, I, I take back that part that I said about it being too short. It was great. But I just love pies. What can I say? Jay, May, you guys have... Jay? Have I'll, I'll just to, to piggyback on that. I, I really want to say the bank people sketch. But... Um, <laughs> My only knock on it is is that there was like no third beat. Like it, it, mm-hmm. I I would have appreciated just like a little bit, one more little thing, and I want to hear that song one more time. That's my only knock on it. Um, and so I'm gonna go with the one that I watched a bunch and made me laugh the hardest, which is just the Thirty Helens Agree. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Good, good choice. Good choice. I'm sorry. It has. I, it made me laugh so hey, hard. If this was the first time um, I saw it, I'd be right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that the 30 Helens Agree deserves the like MVP award for the whole season. Like 100%. they definitely consistently came back. I think a lot of the characters they tend to bring back over and over again are almost like um antagonistically unfunny. Like <laughs> you know, like cabbage head guy, um, eventually the head squishing guy, and the like two losers who everyone hates. Uh so 30 Helens definitely deserves a like honorable mention. But my favorite sketch is, I think, also the pie-eating one. I just thought it was so weird and <laughs> funny <laughs> and well-performed. I really enjoyed it. Okay, well, I think that wraps it up for today. Jay, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, everybody check out Jay's album on Spotify and Apple Music. Is it just under Jay Malski? Yep, just Jay Malski. J-A-Y-M-A-L-S-K-I, I believe, right? Why? Oh, there's a Y at the end. Okay. Malski with a Y. Right. Malski with a Y. Mm -hmm. That's That's the name of your second album. (laughs) Malski with a Y. Malski with a Y. And on Instagram. That's actually not bad. (laughs) That is actually, yeah. Do you get that a lot or am I the only idiot that. (laughs) Oh, no, definitely. No. Yeah. It sounds like it's a Polish name, but I actually don't think it's Polish. Um, I don't know where it's from, but. 
Whatever. Wow. You don't know your immediate family? <sighs> Who are you, Jay Mouse? <laughs> <laughs> I ask myself every day. And then I go to Madonna's Instagram and I find oh, it. <laughs> and then I think, oh, this is who I am. <laughs> this is who I am. Well, <laughs> until next time, keep crushing those heads. Thank <laughs> you.